0: If you've ever been frustrated with Amazon Alexa or with Siri uh, in terms of not understanding your verbal requests, then you already understand the problem that our guest this week on the AI and Industry Podcast struggles with. Our guest this week is co-founder and CEO of a company called Verbit.ai, Tom Livney. Verbit is a company that focuses on AI for transcription. They use a combination of uh, machine learning and human experts to... Essentially, transcribe audio in different accents, in different noise environments, with different diction to give people more accurate results and hopefully help the process scale. Uh, And it's not an easy process at all. In this episode, Tom explains sort of five different strata of difficulty and factors that go into getting transcription right and getting AI to be able to aid in the process, some of the major hurdles in getting that done. In addition, Tom talks about some of the kind of critical factors around where transcription will come into play in terms of bringing value into business. So not only in terms of making transcription easier and cheaper, that's one thing, but in terms of deriving insight from that previously audio data, from that now kind of voice data or which we can translate to text in some way, shape or form. So Tom actually is, is more pessimistic than I would have thought in terms of the ability of AI to conquer a certain degree of transcription, at least up to a certain semblance of accuracy. But he's optimistic about the value that can be gleaned if we have enough audio data that we can transcribe properly to actually be able to learn and derive business insights. He provides some examples of that. If you have a general interest in sort of uh, speech applications in AI and some of the challenges of applying them, this is an interesting episode. And if you just have a curiosity as to NLP and its applications in business, that is, natural language processing, sort of where it's going to weasel its way into business and, and drive value and in decision-making in a business... This could also be an interesting episode for you as well. So, there's a lot of transferability in some of these major points. We've obviously covered a lot on feature transcription, on translation, on natural language processing at emerge.com, E M E R J.com. You can type in NLP or transcription or any of those terms and see more of what we've done in this particular space. But, Tom gave us a a pretty interesting perspective as a firm focused full time on this. And I think that it should be an enjoyable episode for the listeners. So, I'm Dan Fagella. You're listening to AI and Industry. And without further ado, This is Tom Livney with Verbit.ai. So, Tom, where I wanted to start us off, as we often do here on AI and industry, is just get a sense of the lay of the land today. Transcription is the world that you live in. You guys are pretty involved in the legal and education space, and I've seen on the site you do some work with Udacity. Give us an understanding of what's possible with transcription today. I know it currently is, is a bit of a handoff between man and machine. Walk us through what it can do now
1: uh, from your perspective. Yeah, Dan. So, you know, think about, you know, this podcast, we are recording this episode. And and let's assume we want to get a professional transcript. And when I'm referring to professional transcript, I mean 100% accuracy and and the way it's been done today, it's fully manual, right? Literally people are listening and typing it from scratch, yep. and it's create limited capacity of scale and low gross margin, et cetera. And on the other hand, you know, speech recognition technology can reach only to 70 to 80%, and it's not there. And if we, let's say we're going to court uh, and give the automated transcript only, this is not good enough, right? So the yep. way we solve it at, at Verbit, this is the approach of the machine-human hybrid. So we have our own speech recognition technology we have developed in-house. We have patents register for our technology. We have a team of nine PhDs working on it. Uh, we have the combination of our network and platform of, of freelancers transcriber from all around the, the globe, you know, the, taking the automated output of the machine and and correcting it in order to bring it to the, Uh, The 100%. So so regarding what what is possible, you know, I mentioned that, you know, that technology is not there. And the reason for it, I'll explain you why. There are a few parameters that, you know, affect the accuracy of the speech. And this is the reason, you know, the machine and also in my point of view, even in 10 years from now, we won't be able to get to the the 100% with the machine only. Right. So the parameters that affect the accuracy of of the speech recognition is one, the language model. Right. So think about, you know, if you go to legal transcription or medical transcription, there is a lot of, you know, specific jargon and specific words that relevant for for this use case. And, you know, for the machine is really, really hard to do it also to get the hmm. names of people, also to get specific terminology. So this affects the, the accuracy. And the second thing is the acoustic model. Right? So if you do it talking in open space and if you're talking via phone or, you know, if you have you know courtroom, et etc, so all of these different acoustic model that also affects the the accuracy of, of the speech. The third one, as you can hear, my terrible Israeli accent, right? So usually <laughs> accents uh, affect the, the the accuracy of the the voice to text, right So you need to tune and to train the the machine for a specific uh, accent. Then you have fourth one is background noise, right? So if you have uh air conditioning, yeah, dogs, yeah, like all overlapping of people, all the background noise is really it's it's damaging the the quality of the output of the machine. And then if I want is like the pace of when you talk, if you talk really, really fast or you're talking slowly, then it also affects the the accuracy. And the last one will be, you know, the diction, right? If there is people, young people or children talking or elder people talking right this also really you know specific diction that you know affect the accuracy of of uh the speech so if you combine all these different use case together this uh, you know in, in different all the parameters in different use case it's really really hard almost impossible you know to get all of this uh, huh, correctly you know it, unless you you have a specific data Right for this specific use case, they combine all these parameters together. Right for this specific customer, this you know will enable you to get you know ninety plus percent accuracy. Right, and yep. you know our our work in Verbit is not to replace the human; it's actually to help the human to do better you know job and to make their life easier. Yeah, yeah, we well, I, I get you. It's it's a little bit of a of a tight rope on that
0: one, right? because i I guess as soon as you you can and somebody else is, you would kind of have to, right? It's like Uber, it's kind of uncomfortable for Uber to talk about the time when the machine does eat away at some of the humans' work, but I understand that you have got to tow the company line here, and I, i'm I'm not saying there's any nefarious motives, but of course you you have to tout the the value of the humans, but but certainly, if your competitors get to a point where their models can do, so much that they need humans less you guys are going to have to follow suit but what you're saying is that's not a that's not a near term thing you you said something very bold tom you said even in 10 years you know you suspect there's going to be a lot of need to continually update these algorithms because of these factors that you mentioned and you mentioned some some pretty big deal things. You mentioned diction, you mentioned accents, you mentioned the, the kind of acoustic model, or in other words, the, the environment in which the audio is being taken into the system. We have reverberation, we have, you know, maybe cement walls or something like that, or glass where we have a lot of bounce with the audio. These are challenging factors here. You know, I'm wondering which of these is kind of the most insurmountable. You know, I think to myself, Tom, I think, okay, if, if we get enough information about people with Israeli accents saying any given word in in the English language, and if we get enough information of people with Indian accents you know south Indian accents maybe with with a similar sort of a you know amounts of information, maybe that is solvable, but you also mentioned like the language model and and that feels like the tough stuff to sort of Unhinge, which of those factors that you mentioned do you feel like is the one that algorithms, even five years, you know, you said something as bold as 10 years, the
1: algorithms are still going to really wrestle with? What are the toughies? Yes, yeah, so I think, you know, each one of those are, you know, very tough in their own unique way. But, you know, if you ask me, I think, you know, all the the acoustic model and the background noise, you know, and the ability to identify different speakers, etc. This is very, very hard to to tackle, you know, and, and to, to make the adaptation for different acoustic environment and kind of controlling the quality of the audio recording you know, and to, to be able to, to to adapt the algorithm accordingly, this is something very, very challenging. And, you know, uh, with all the neural nets and the ability to train, still, you know, it's having a hard time to understand. And sometimes when, when you put to the machine something with with bad recording and bad acoustic, you know, the, there is no correlation yeah. between what's yeah. been said and for, for the machine. So it's it's very hard. I think this is the toughest one.
0: Yeah, if if the audio quality that the the system is given is just really bad, then yeah, you're going to be in trouble. I mean, there's not much more you can do there. I I guess you know I I remember being at Baidu's AI lab in in Silicon Valley a couple of years ago. We did an interview with a guy named Adam Coates who was working with their their transcription work, and they were working on really scruffy, poor quality audio and finding ways to properly transcribe that. So it's obviously something that algorithms can work on, but it sounds like Are there? See, my thought is at a certain point, an algorithm will be able to infer what might have been said from a mumbly or crappy audio. Are you suspecting that humans might still have a better intuition about what was said in those mumbly, bad audio moments than machines? In other words, is is that still where human intuition might have a bastion of specialness? Even if algorithms are trained to do exactly that, take crappy audio and fill in the blanks, is that still something where you think humans are going to have kind of the edge?
1: Yeah, I, I do believe so because they have the ability to hear it again and again and get the input and to understand, you know, the context of what been said, also you can train the algorithm for it, but you know once you you hear it again and again and get you better sense of you know figuring out what's actually been said. and you know the, the the use case that we are aiming at big, those are the use case that they have to have by law, you know with the regulation, the 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 one hundred percent accuracy transcript. So I guess you know a courtroom or uh, universities and this kind of uh, institution. Will never be satisfied with with machine only, right? Because they they are yep. required by law to have the 100%, and they and this is gonna take a lot of time and a lot of leap of faith until they would be able to believe that the machine uh, would be able to just you know get the perfect output for them to submit uh, to the audience. And and again, you know, you have all these giants, tech giants like Google, by ba- you mentioned Baidu, etc. So they are building something very, very generic, right? Something that should should be suitable for everyone. And yep. you know, because we are taking more the vertical approach. Right, this allows us to be much more tailor-made for any of those customers and will give us that, that advantage yep. uh, uh, to get better results. You know, because at the end of the day, you know, maybe I will elaborate more what is speech recognition technology. So speech recognition, it's you know, trying to identify what's been said, and there is very complex statistical models that give the ranking the, you know, the and showing you the the best probability. Of you know the best guess for the machine what been said you know you have a lot of parameters that are trying to guess in the best way what been said there, right? And this actually you know uh, because uh, you have and I think about very big as a, as a contextual layer right. So when you are in generic engine speech recognition engine, you just put the input which is audio and the output will be text. Right, based on the same algorithm that everyone used for for the speech recognition, and yeah. think about very bit that you said. Okay, before you do the transformation. Uh, from voice to text, you need to use this contextual layer that give you, OK, this is the person that talked and you have his accent and this is the jargon he's talking about legal space in this acoustic environment. So use all these parameters in order to give better accuracy in the transformation from voice to text before you do it right? So this is something that helps us because we are not trying to be generic. We are trying to be very uh, tailor-made for, for our Specific use case cases. Yeah, you have yeah. to. Yeah, you have to. You, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, totally understood. And and I think some of the audience hopefully will, you know, understand this. I mean, to compete on general things like where's the next pizza shop in, in Mandarin, you know, Baidu is just going to beat you at how to do that because they're getting too many of those. But for if sure. you're doing specific courtroom terminology or specific languages or specific acoustic environments, then yeah, you can have such a specialized solution in terms of terminology and entity recognition and all the different facets of understanding language just within that space that you can hypothetically get that niche and really kind of own that domain. And you guys have obviously picked your industries with that in mind from what I can gather.
1: Yeah, you got it, Dan. Yep.
0: Okay, you cool. So yeah. I guess the second question, Tom, I'm just wary of time, but I really do want to get your thoughts on this. We've talked a bit about what you think are going to be the challenges in the future. I wonder from your perspective, what transcription will be more capable of, let's say, five years you know, from now, You know, where where we think improvements might be gleaned. Of course, there are some of these hurdles that you had mentioned accurately are not Easy to solve, but they're not going to be things that get get solved over the weekend. They're really, really tough barriers. But when you think about what we'll be able to do five years from now that we can't do now with transcription, where are you most hopeful that real traction will be made in terms of improvement?
1: Yeah, so so the way we are thinking about it is like uh, in Verbit is to be much beyond just you know transcription, right? So we we think you know that uh, transcription just got much more smarter. And what what do I mean by that, right? So think about the use case of earning calls. When you have public traded companies, right? So they they every quarter talking to the the analyst about the the company results. So think about you know having and the automated transcription for it, and then you already have the pace data, right? And you can create kind of actionable links and intents. You know when you you know let's say Apple is talking about iPhone X right? So you can have, you can identify that in your transcription, this is what been said, and you can connect uh, the iPhone X with, okay, click here and you can go directly to the website and buy the iPhone X, right? And you can do a comparable, take all the numbers that you automatically transcribe and create a graph and create visualization and compare it to um, past result because you already have the, the transcription of the past result and do, and to get much more insights from the data right because you know we are allowing people to get more value out of their verbal assets right so all this uh, ver- verbal uh, communication uh, and and information that we exchange we want to allow our customer to get more more value, value yeah, yeah insights value etc <laughs> yeah
0: okay so yeah you know, i'm just thinking out loud tom and i, I want to make sure i'm on the right page with you here you know, we've had a lot of NLP companies on on the horn. You guys have a very specific focus that, you know, in, in the sort of legal and, and education space, obviously, but we've had folks, you know, everybody I guess kind of picks their domain. You know, people in the the call center world, for example. It's not just about transcribing the call center call, it's about providing kind of per call center agent, we can look at the sentiment that's experienced. We can look at the you know the sentiment per call type so for refunds we might find that mary gets people very angry when they call for refunds and she's not able to calm them down but thomas is able to get people very calm when they call in for refunds um you know something like that would be value. Or we could look at the trends in you know the use or the mentioning of a certain competitor. We could see how many times does that come up in our call center? Does this competitor get mentioned in a positive light in our call center this month versus last month versus the previous month? And we can look at those trends and analyze them. This is sort of getting value out of sort of transcribed assets, I guess, to some degree. It sounds as though you're talking about doing something similar in terms of visualizations and exploration, but in the more legal domain, in, in this kind of court environment, I guess, where you guys are operating. Am I on the right page, Tom?
1: Yeah, yeah you're on the right page. And maybe I can elaborate. So think Please. about, OK, once you, you have, you know, the, the examination of, you know, a witness, and then you, you can see if in his past testimonial, does he contradicts himself, you know, to do some sentiment, maybe he's lying, to try to analyze in his voice, if he analyzed, to get realization you know of of the text so you have many many things you you can extract you know so the, the speech is and and the transcription is the first layer right and you we can do on top of it many many things you know and, and we 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 think that you know the transcription market is very very big right and once we we would be able to uh um, you know to increase the the accuracy and we would be able to to allow to allow more people you know, to to get more value out of their their verbal assets. You know, think yep. about the your podcast. Are you transcribing all the context, uh, all the podcast interviews
0: you have? Yeah, we're we're not at present, but we have in the past. Uh, right now, we're kind of pulling out the major insights and like a handful of useful quotes. But but we have in the past for sure. But yeah, being able to, I can imagine maybe you know looking at. How many times were these companies mentioned or how many, you know, show me all the podcasts that had this term or that term or where someone talked in a positive light about, you know, NLP or something, or I imagine this is what you're talking about, being able to kind of derive insight yes. from that info.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cool. So for you, maybe some of the technical challenges of Transcription itself might not be overcome in half a decade, but there will be kind of a layer of value and visualization within different sectors that will start to evolve on top of it. So that as machines start to make this a little bit more cost effective and people can build a big corpus of this information, there will now be kind of a new like dashboards that can be placed over these assets. And so some of the development it sounds like that you're excited about in the years ahead, certainly making the models more efficient, but also deriving more value from them with this other layer it sounds like that's what you're emphasizing
1: yeah yeah exactly once we would be able as you said to reduce the cost and give more people the access to use it then i think we would be able to bring more value because you always need to make sure that the first layer of the transcription you know if it just the machine or with human will be accurate enough so you can actually get the understanding of what being said and then you know and to take the insights out of those words, spoken words that have been said. Cool.
0: Well, I've taken plenty of insights from your spoken words, despite your accent today, Tom. <laughs> I, I joke, we've had I joke all the time. We have a, a disproportionate number of people from Israel and India on the show. And so I'm I'm quite quite used to it at this point. But I, I appreciate your perspective on this. That's all that we had for time. But Tom, thanks so much for sharing some of your ideas here on AI and in industry and
1: joining us. Thanks for having me, I I really enjoyed our conversation, Dan, and I'm a big fan of what you're doing. Thanks, Uh, brother. Keep doing it.
0: That's all for this episode on the AI and Industry Podcast, where we explore the applications and implications of AI in your business or industry. And when it comes to those benefits of real insight in terms of artificial intelligence applications and business, this show is really just the tip of the iceberg. AI in Industry is produced by Tech Emergence, and over at techemergence.com, you can find actionable industry-specific coverage, including case studies, unique market research with charts and graphs, and regular coverage of the AI applications of both the hottest startups here in the Bay Area, as well as what Fortune 500 companies are doing with AI today. Everything from marketing and advertising, business intelligence to specific industries like finance and healthcare, you can stay ahead of the curve and stay on the right side of disruption by visiting techemergence.com. And when you're there, make sure to sign up for our weekly newsletter on the left-hand side of the page. Uh, Most of our podcast listeners get the episodes directly to their inbox every week. You'll be joining tens of thousands of other business leaders who join us from all over the world to stay ahead of the curve of AI in their specific industry. So that's techemergence.com. Uh, I'm Dan Figella. This is AI and in Industry, and we'll catch you next week.